Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we pray for your Holy Spirit to be with us. Open up our hearts, our minds, our thoughts. Give us a sense of what it means to be your disciples, people who live with you and under your grace. Holy Spirit, help us to see life from your perspective. Help us to live sharing you freely with whoever we encounter. And may today's word encourage us to be people who live with thankful hearts. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. Today's focus is about being united, thanking God. Being united, thanking God. And our reading from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18b to verse 20 says, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Have you ever thought what it means to be thankful? Have you ever thought what life would be like if if everybody was thankful? One of the problems though when we read scripture is we hear verses like today's and some others where it says be thankful and we go, we don't want to be thankful. Well our problem is, is we're seeing these verses from a command point of view, that God is commanding us to be thankful. That's how we're hearing them. And so when we hear verses from that perspective, being thankful becomes hard work because it goes against our grain or our feelings. We don't want to be thankful. You know, we can easily say, you don't understand how miserable my life is to God. And yet there is this call to be thankful. And so we we have feelings of resentment when we hear this command. And when we do be thankful, we can feel not authentic. We can feel false. And sometimes our thankfulness, when we see thankfulness from a command position, an obedience position, sometimes we'll be thankful but with conditions or with restrictions. And that's because often our thankfulness is from a self-centred posture. In other words, we see thankfulness because we only want to be thankful for the things we really think deserve to be thankful for. And we look at our lives only. And we look at our lives at this point in time from a very materialistic, earthly perspective rather than what God says. There's a story that comes from a Polish railway worker named Jan. Back in 1988, he was hit by a train. He lived, but only barely. For the next 19 years, that is, until 2007, Jan was in a coma. He awoke in 2007 to a whole new world. Think about what happened between 1988 and 2007. Poland when he went into a coma, was in a communist state. Jan noted that back then meat was rationed and there were huge lines at every gas station. There was only tea and vinegar in the shops on many days. Could you imagine going to the supermarket today and there being only tea or vinegar? How would you feel? Some of us complain when 
our brand of toilet paper is not available. But 19 years later, by a miracle, by God's grace, he woke to a free nation where he said, there were people on the streets with cell phones and there were so many goods in the shops, it made my head spin. I didn't know where to go. Could you imagine waking up to that 19 years later and the whole world had changed? You're no longer in communism. You've got freedom. The shops are full of things and people have got these phones in their hands where they're not connected to wire walking around and being able to communicate when and where they feel like it and being able to receive calls wherever they are. But as he lived in this new life, these 19 years later, he became quite puzzled. And he says, what amazes me is all these people who walk around with their mobile phones and yet they are not thankful. They're always complaining, always criticising, always moaning. He said, these people have freedom. They have the food more than they need. They have wealth greater than Poldoon ever had for decades. And yet, when I awoke from this coma, all I heard from most days is people grumbling, grumbling about what they didn't have. This story is a true story, and it's a helpful story to see that our thankfulness shouldn't come from a command, but rather it should come from an attitude. You see, when we see being thankful as a way of life, as an attitude, our thankfulness will become more natural. And that's because it doesn't come out of our experiences alone, but it comes out of our relationship with God and how God affects how we see life and therefore how God sees life. When we have thankfulness as a way of life, we will be able to be thankful when life is good, when life is ordinary, and even when life is terrible. You see, when thankfulness is a way of life for us, it means it's, thankfulness is not just about ourselves, but we also look to be thankful for who others are, for who others are in our life. If you remember Paul, when he's writing to the early church, he keeps saying, I always thank God for you in many of his letters. Who might you be able to say that today to? They don't have to be perfect. Just remember that Paul often wrote his letters to address some issues with people who were imperfect, but he still started off, I always thank God for you. Who can you say this week to, I thank God for you? But not only that, when we see being thankful as a way of life, as an attitude, we're not just thankful for what we receive, but we're also thankful for what others receive. And as we'll discover in today's reading, at being thankful as a way of life also helps us share God with others. So why the encouragement to be thankful? Well, our reading today gives us at least three things. Pops out, three things pop out for me in our reading today of why we encourage to be thankful. First of all, is that being thankful to God helps us to recognise that even though there is trouble in this life, there are still things to be thankful for. There are still things to be thankful for to God. Listen to those opening verses from today's reading. Be very careful then how you live. 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Now remember, this is in the context which ends being thankful. And it reminds us that a thankful person is a wise person. A person who lives with thankfulness in their hearts sees that life is not completely terrible when life is bad. And he's thankful for life. Also sees that, that everything in their life is from God. And so being thankful helps us. Helps us recognise that life, even though no matter what's happening in life at the moment, there are good things to look out for. There are things to be thankful for. But it also reminds us that our life is really not about this earth. It's not about our material possessions. It's not about the friendships we have on this earth, although our relationships are important. It's about what God's also doing for us and the future that God has made possible for us. And so this week, in fact, every day of your life, I encourage you to ask and share, what am I thankful for today? What can I thank God for today? And I don't just think, and you'll see in a moment, I encourage you not just to think of that in your mind, but also to talk this over with people, to share with you the people that live in your house, the people you work with, the people you know, the people you interact over phone. What are you thankful for today? What can I thank God for today? I think it's a good habit every morning or every evening is just to take a time of reflection, take a deep breath and think, what's today been like? What can I be thankful for? And then share that with the people you know. The second part that I believe today's reading encourages us to see about thankfulness, why we're encouraged to be thankful, is that so that we have lives that are filled with God's spirit and not other spirit. So our lives and spirits are filled with God's spirit and not other spirits. From verses 17 to 18 we heard, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead be filled with the spirit. There's an interesting thing about wine in the scriptures. Wine is seen as a good thing in many t- at many times because it's, it's also often associated with joy. But there is also this warning that come, pops up with, in scriptures is don't overindulge with wine. Don't rely on wine to give you joy completely because true joy comes from God. But there's more than that that's going on here is that there's this encouragement to fill your lives constantly with God's spirit, to be constantly listening to God and allow him to affect who you are and how you see life. And so take time daily to listen to God's word. Find a way where you can connect with God and his word and ask, what is God saying about himself, me and others? In our daily Bible reading plan, we have a, a number of reflection questions which we encourage people to reflect on as they engage with Scripture. And this is so that we get influenced by God, seeing life that we live in at the moment, not from our perspective, but from God's perspective. Seeing the world we interact with, not from what others think it sh- is going on, but from God's perspective. 
And one of the things that I find encouraging about engaging with God's word and seeing it from God's perspective is that God always brings hope. God always shows and reveals there are good things happening in this world whilst this world itself is not so great. So I encourage you to take time to listen to God's word and ask what is God saying about himself, me and others. You see, we are called to be thankful and for us to develop and develop in a way of a lifestyle of thankfulness, we need to have God to speak into our lives regularly, constantly, constantly reminding us of his love, of the future he has for us, of what Jesus has done for us on the cross. Now, if you think about it, you think about the cross and the death of Jesus and the resurrection, and you go back through those Easter stories, those Good Friday and Easter stories, you can see people probably weren't at that time too thankful because they'd forgotten some of the things Jesus had said. But what the cross reminds us of is there is a hope and a future for us and it is something we can be thankful for because of what Jesus has done for us and Jesus will continue to do for us. That Jesus has made it possible for us to have a future. But it also, he makes it possible for us to have good things in our life today. So let God's Spirit speak to you. Be open to what God says in sermons like this, in Bible readings you do, in, in Bible studies, and listen to God's Spirit so your spirit gets affected and influenced by God. The third reason we are encouraged to be thankful is so that we share with others the reality that God is good and everything from God is good. It says in verses 18 to 20, Be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In a similar letter to the church in Thessalonica, Paul says, always giving thanks to God in all circumstances. That can be challenging when life's not so good, can't it? That can be really tough when you've had a negative experience. And it's not saying deny those negative experiences. It's not saying grieve the losses in your life. But what God encourages us to do is amongst those negative experiences, amongst the pain that we make see that is happening, is to look. Look for the good things. Remember the good that God is doing. But not only look for the good things, be prepared to share those publicly, to share and praise God publicly for what's going on, the good things that are happening. One of the challenging things that we can face in society at times is that life can be drastic. It's like some of those nations where there's floods or fires, and we've had those in our country, haven't we? But one of the things I love hearing is stories of Christians getting together and helping the community, helping the community amongst disaster. And that's something we can thank God for when people get together and help others. Think about your life. Think about the, the, the bad times you've experienced and how amongst those bad there have been some good, that people have done something good. 
Think about how God has used that bad experience for good. And then think about how you can share that publicly with others. You see, as Christians, we're not called just to thank God privately. We're also called to thank God in a public way, to acknowledge that it's God who has given us life, that it's God who has given us all good things, even amongst the bad. And there's a story of a gentleman called Tim that I'll share with you. Tim shared with me this story. He said he used to live as a Christian just thanking God in his prayers and not mentioning it to any of his workmates, not mentioning it to any of his family that he, that he had a relationship with God. They knew he had a relationship with God because he went to church, but he wouldn't say much to anyone about that relationship. And he would be very diligent in praying and thanking God privately. He said, however, one day at work, someone asked him this question. He said, why are you so comfortable, particularly amongst crisis? Everyone else seems to get upset, angry and ruffled. Why are you so comfortable amongst crisis? And Tim's response was, well, I'm just going to trust God. And he said, you know what? You know that last crisis that happened? Out of that crisis, did you see how our work team got together and helped and supported each other? That is a gift from God. And in sharing that, Tim discovered he was able to freely share God with others and show how God can be at work even amongst difficult scenarios. And so I encourage you to think about that in your own life. Look for ways to thank God publicly, to thank God for the people you work with, you live with, you know, to thank God for the good that happens in both good, ordinary and difficult situations and to acknowledge God as the gift, as the gift of everything good in your life. So what does all this mean for us as we live the faith? First of all, let's live with a perspective of life that is influenced constantly by God. I am fully aware that if I don't engage with God on a daily basis, and you might think that's strange for a pastor, but there are days where I I get quite busy and I, I do my church work and I flip through the scriptures, but I don't have quiet time with God. What often ends up happening is I'm influenced by many other spirits, many other sources, and my perspective of life can become a bit warped or a bit secular or a bit selfish. However, when I engage with the scriptures, I start to see God's perspective and it starts to have an influence on who I am, how I react in all situations. Secondly, in living the faith, understand that everything good in your life is from God. Live with that perspective that everything good is a gift from God. Thank God for those things. Some years ago, I had a doctor who wasn't Christian and um, I, I met with him and we, we, I'd probably see that, that doctor every four to six weeks. And at one stage, I made this comment, I thank God for you because you've helped me. And he kind of took, was a bit took back and affronted. And he said, I want to know more. And so we were able to have a discussion. You mightn't be game enough to say that verbally to someone like that. 
But why not think about writing a letter of thanks to somebody who's helped you? You see, we need to remember that God doesn't just work through Christians to help us in life. He also works through many other people. But it's only through Jesus that we'll gain eternal life. And so we need to keep this balance that we need to be focused on Jesus. We need to have a constant relationship with Jesus. But we also need to recognise that for our earthly life, God will use other people to bless us, even though they don't know it until we help them see it. So understand that everything good in your life is from God. Thirdly, in every circumstances, look for things to be thankful for. Sometimes being thankful is quite obvious. If someone gives you a present, it's easy to be thankful. If someone does something for you, it's easy to be thankful. But sometimes, particularly when life is difficult, it becomes hard to be thankful. And just because you're thankful for something doesn't mean you're discounting the pain and the difficulties you're going through. But what you're doing is you're putting those pain and difficulties into perspective. And so I encourage you to look for little things to be thankful for as well. And fourthly, and this is important for us as Christians, and this leads us not to be boasting about the good things we are with others, but to actually be thankful for others and what they receive. Imagine in our discussions with people that you're thankful that that person is in your life and you're thankful that God has given them a particular gift. See how that changes the perspective? Think about ways you can be thankful for others and what they've received. Think about the people in your life. What have they received? that you would like to thank God for. You might not get a direct blessing from what they've received. That doesn't mean you can't be thankful. And lastly, be thankful to God in the presence of others so others hear and see your thankfulness. Don't just keep your thankfulness to yourself and pray quietly to God, but look for opportunities to thank God for people publicly, to thank God for the work he's doing. Now, initially, this may not come very natural to you because you may not be used to talking this way. But I encourage you to allow that thankfulness to God to to drop into your language, to drop into your conversations, to help people see that that you appreciate the good things in life and that you thank God for them. Maybe it's writing a card, as I suggested, could be a good starting point for you. Or in your conversations, just bring it up. Encourage people to say that you thank God for them. You thank God for who they are. This is not saying they're perfect. This is not saying you idolise them. But this is saying you're thanking God for them being in your life. As Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20 says, be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And just before we end the sermon, I invite you to turn to others in the room and share with them what you are thankful to God for.
Let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, pour down your Holy Spirit upon each of us. Help us to be people who are thankful. Change our hearts, change our minds, change our attitudes so that as we live, we are thankful to you in all circumstances. Help us to recognise that everything good in our life, no matter if it's small or large, is from you. And Lord, we pray that our thankfulness has an impact on others, not just to help them to have joy in this life, but also to connect with you and your grace and love. In Jesus Christ we pray. Amen.